Yo, monkeys, it's me, P-P-P, the king of bada the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. And you, well, you, monkey, you're listening on the S&S Network. Stay tuned or you will feel Big Daddy Cool Diesel slash Kevin Nash is listening on the SNS Radio Network. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA, and you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. This heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels, Mr. Hall of Fame, 2011, and you are listening on SNS Radio Network. See ya, and I wouldn't want to be here. Hey, you listen on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line. Because Stone Cold said so. The world is listening. Beyond the Bell pre-show for the 1,000th edition of Monday Night Raw. I'll be your host for the next half hour, ring announcer, broadcaster, podcaster, fan of professional wrestling, Sean Beckerman, and welcome to the SNS Radio Network. And I'm proud to announce that we are streaming live via SNSRadioNetwork.com, a first for Beyond the Bell and a first for for SNS Radio Network, where we have a pre-show for a special edition of Monday Night Raw. 
not just any special edition, but the 1,000th edition of Monday Night Raw. Now, if you've been listening to Beyond the Bell, which you can see and download, listen to, what have you, each and every week here at SNSRadioNetwork.com and also RingAnnouncing.com, my official website, we've been going over the greatest moments in the history of Monday Night Raw. Sure, we can't hit every special moment or every monumental segment on Raw, but we hit the key ones or the ones that were special more specifically to me. We're diving into the history of Raw over the past couple weeks, so this edition, for the next half hour, we're going to go over the history of Raw in terms of the changes that Raw has made over now the past 19 years. Believe it or not, Raw is going to celebrate its 20th anniversary coming up, but 1,000 episodes is such a monumental moment, such a monumental achievement, not just for the WWE and Vince McMahon, but professional wrestling as a whole, because it shows that professional wrestling has the drawing power to sustain an audience for one over 1,000 episodes of a wrestling-themed program. Call it soap opera, call it sports entertainment, call it choreographed athletics, simulated sports, professional wrestling lasted on network television for over one network cable television for over 1,000 episodes. I'm so excited for a monumental moment here at Beyond the Bell for the first live streaming edition of the Beyond the Bell, not not just podcast now, but show, the pre-show for the 1,000th edition of Monday Night Raw. Since we only have a half hour fans to get to, the history of Raw. We won't be taking calls right now, but we'll, we are streaming live, and we're getting you ready, getting you geared for the 1,000th edition of Raw. I'll be saying that a lot the next the next 25 minutes or so, but I want to start off with talking about the history of Raw. We'll look back at some of the funnier moments of Raw, and we'll look back at some stats of the key wrestlers, superstars that participated in in the history of Monday Night Raw. Some, some great facts and stats for you fans. And also, we'll wrap it up with a preview of what we're going to see in just a half an hour on the 1000th edition of Monday Night Raw and what I think may happen and what other fans may think may take place and what could be in store for a new era in the history of Raw as each and every week it will be going to three hours, fans. A lot more wrestling for us to watch coming up. So buckle up, fans. The Beyond the Bell pre-show for the 1,000th edition of Monday Night Raw kicks off. It's go time. Monday Night Raw is such a special show to me in particular because I was there at the first ever edition of Monday Night Raw. I was sitting in the crowd, and I cannot tell you how much Raw meant to me. As I grew up with Monday Night Raw, I think I was about 10, 11 years old when Raw debuted. Uh, and, of course, I'm a New Yorker. I'm a New York guy. So I was so excited when I heard Monday Night Raw was going to be live, well, every other week. But every show was going to take place at the Manhattan Center in New York City. So for me, I was so excited for Monday Night Raw to be in my home backyard, and I was able to be there for the very first episode. So let's talk about the history of Monday Night Raw, dating back to its infancy 
And it all started with Prime Time Wrestling. Starting in 1985, Primetime Wrestling was a weekly show on the USA Network that featured highlights from various syndicated shows that the WWE had at the time. Due to growth in the cable TV industry, WWE decided that their flagship program was going to move from syndication to cable. The new flagship program of the WWE would be known as Monday Night Raw. Now, the prototypical primetime show, of course, we know was hosted originally by Bobby Heenan and the late great Gorilla Monsoon was they it was a talking show with segments split up between the banter between Bobby Heenan and Greg and Gorilla Monsoon, which they would throw to matches that were filmed previously, pre recorded matches, basically of squash matches. Occasionally they would have the the big main event. You would see the Hulkster show up from time to time. They'd show backstage interviews that would further storylines. But it wasn't, you could say, the hit show that you would see major storylines taking place or advancements in storylines. More of a recap slash progression show for the WWF. Then comes Monday Night Raw. Hosted, like we said, by Vince McMahon, Macho Man Randy Savage, and Rob Bartlett. It debuted on January 11, 1993. The show was different from previous WWE programming in that the show was live and featured competitive matches rather than squash contests. The Manhattan Center. In the beginning, most of the early shows took place at the Manhattan Center, which I was so lucky to be part of every single Monday Night Raw episode the first year. And all shows early on took place at the illustrious Manhattan Center, which we now have grown to know and love via ECW and Ring of Honor. They followed a schedule of two tapings a night. One was broadcast live, and one was shown the next week, following on the USA Network. Due to the logistics of having to make sure all the wrestlers were back in New York every two weeks, the show started to go on the road towards the end of 1993. We saw the likes of the Heartbreak Kid Shawn Michaels featured in the first edition, The Undertaker, Yokozuna... And Damian Demento? Which one do you think doesn't fit there, folks? But as was professional wrestling at the time, Monday Night Raw was evolving. And it wasn't until 1995 where we saw an actual dramatic impact in the history of Monday Night Raw. And this was due to WCW Monday Nitro. The Monday Night War started on September 4th, 1995, when WCW broadcast their new show, Monday Nitro. Monday Nitro was seen on TNT in the same time slot as Raw, but on a night where Raw was preempted. Smart move by WCW. Of course, we know WCW was owned by Ted Turner, who was also the owner of TBS and TNT. Unlike Monday Night Raw, the show was broadcast live every single week. When Raw wasn't live, they would give the results of the show away to lure viewers away from Raw to their program. By the end of 1996, WCW was crushing the WWF in the ratings. That's what led us to another change in Monday Night Raw history. As a result of the Monday Night War, we saw the WWF debut Raw is War. This was done in order to change the tide in the Monday Night War. 
the WWE changed the format of their show. On March 10th, 1997, Raw is War had begun. The new format featured an additional hour, a new set, and an edgier format which later evolved into what we now know as the Attitude Era. You could say it was crash television. If you look back, I suggest looking at WWE On Demand, Classics On Demand, if you have an on-demand network provider for your cable programs, even at WWE.com. You can actually watch the very first episode of Monday Night Raw on WWE's YouTube channel, but if you look back at the Raw is War era, you saw non-stop action, no pun intended, TNA, but you saw constant storylines from one segment. They went right into another storyline to keep viewers glued into Monday Night Raw. Crash television, but it worked at the time. This new material featured the WWF push the boundaries of vulgarity, sexuality, innuendos, you name it, the WWE was pushing it. You saw characters like Degeneration X and Sable be featured. The divas start the divas started to become more prominent. We saw the evolution of Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Rock, Mick Foley, Mankind, Cactus Jack, Dude Love. The strategy worked, and within two years the company was clearly the number one wrestling promotion once again. You could say the tide turned when Mick Foley won the WWF Championship, when Shivani claimed on Nitro that he was going to win the title. 600,000 viewers clicked over, and like they said on the editions prior to our 1,000th edition of Raw, Nitro never beat Raw in the ratings ever again. Nitro tried. They brought over Vince Russo and Ed Ferrara, They fired Eric Bischoff, brought him back, but nothing WCW could have done or did was able to to defeat the juggernaut that was known as Monday Night Raw. In the late 90s, the WWF redefined what Raw was. It wasn't your typical bi-weekly live episodic television program where you'd see a couple of squash matches, maybe some feature matches, maybe an upset or two. A uh, new star being born, or a re-emerging star from another promotion coming out, known as a mastodon, or attacking a president of the World Wrestling Federation. No, the Raw is where Era brought an edgier side. It developed the Mr. McMahon character that competed with Stone Cold Steve Austin. It developed a movie star in The Rock. It created such a buzz that the professional wrestling industry has never seen since. Of course, as any high point has, there's always a low point. And the Monday Night Raw, uh, the Monday Night War era ended when the WWF purchased World Championship Wrestling. The year 2000 ro- was rolling on with the WWE hitting its highest numbers ever. WCW floundering and Mr. McMahon purchased World Championship Wrestling just prior to WrestleMania 17. But once WCW was purchased, that it officially ended the Monday Night War between WCW and the WWF. So, of course, changes were going to be made. There was an end of several eras. Things were going so well for the WWF that they were able to broadcast a new show called SmackDown on the UPN network. This was, you could say, to kind of counterbalance the WCW Thunder program. This addition necessitated the current live format of Raw. Raw was broadcast live every Monday night while the new show was recorded on Tuesday and broadcast a few days later. In September of the year 2000, the show moved from USA to the National Network, 
now known as Spike TV. TNN to Spike TV. Due to both financial reasons and the fact that the show was the mo- was always preempted on the USA Network for the Westminster Dog Show and the US Open. The WWF thought they had clout to go to a network that would make them the number one show, the main priority on the network. So you could say that ended the USA and WWF partnership at the time. You could say the Monday Night War ends and a worse one began. As on March 26th, like we said, the WWE officially won the Monday Night War. The episode of Raw featured a split screen that featured Mr. McMahon bragging about buying WCW, while his son, Shane, was on Nitro purchasing the company in storyline. And of course, we saw the whole evasion angle with ECW arriving on the scene, teaming with WCW against the WWF. But from 1999 until 2002, Raw and SmackDown were just the names of two shows that WWE produced. The March 25, 2002 edition of Monday Night Raw featured the first draft lottery, where wrestlers would become the property of either Raw or SmackDown. They separated the brands. So instead of becoming a weekly episodic show representing WWF, Monday Night Raw, they split because they were anticipating with the increased talent from WCW, since they acquired them, they were going to create a WWF and WCW company, two separate organizations under, of course, the WWF banner. But since the invasion failed, there wasn't much trust in the WCW brand name, they decided to take that premise and put it into their two primetime shows, Raw and SmackDown. From that point on, with certain exceptions, wrestlers would only appear on one of the two shows at the time. So Raw featured, at the time, Ric Flair as the GM and Vince McMahon as the GM of SmackDown. Monday Night Raw saw a transition occur. They became, instead of the sole show that was the featured product of WWE, to another brand. Another transition started to happen as Raw returned home. On October 3rd, 2005, Monday Night Raw returned to the USA Network. In 2008, the set of the show changed to reflect the change to recording in the HD format, as we see now. The Titantron was converted into an HD extravaganza. In 2009, the show became the wrestling equivalent of Saturday Night Live, as every week the show was hosted by either a celebrity or wrestler. For the first few months, the guest host had complete power over the show, but that power was taken away in 2010. And now we occasionally see the guest host gimmick used Every, every once in a while on Monday Night Raw. Raw started to change with the times. The John Cena era started to occur. The PG era of WWE started to take over. And Raw was once again evolving. The look of Monday Night Raw changed. From the original very quote-unquote Raw-looking set, with the big letters R-A-W, of course, and then the red, white, and blue ropes initially converting to the red black and red robes to the all-red to now what we see to this very day, the all-white, very bright-looking ring to Monday Night Raw. Raw's set entranceway evolved over the years to what we see to this very day, all centered around the Titantron, which debuted on Raw's War, which is now a fixture in all major wrestling promotions, that big video screen, which at first the WWE didn't like, but now it's become a staple in all production of World Wrestling Entertainment slash World Wrestling Federation slash WWE, you name it. Vince McMahon products are featured behind that big Titantron, and it debuted on Monday Night Raw. (laughs) 
You've heard his spoken word dramatic readings of such songs as Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds and Rocket Man. Now, Emmy and Golden Globe winning actor, novelist, and musical genius William Shatner finally speaks the lyrics of your favorite WWE superstar entrance themes. I think I'm cute. I know I'm sexy. I got the looks that drives the girls wild. I've got the moves that really moves them. I send chills up and down their spines. I'm just a sexy boy. I'm not your boy toy. And what about this timeless classic? Your time is up. My time is now. You can't see me. My time is now. It's a franchise, boy. I'm Shiner now. You can't see me. My time is now. Booyaka! 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 619. Hey! Ray Mysterioso. It's time to play the game! It's time to play the game! <laughs> it's all about the game and how you play it, all about control! And if you can take it, it's all about your debt! And if you can pay it, it's all about pain. And who's gonna make it? <laughs> William Shatner sings WWE Superstar Entrance Themes. Coming soon. Wrestling fans, like we've said before, Monday Night Raw has left us with an unlimited amount of moments and memories that will stand the test of time. This is why we became professional wrestling fans. Raw has given us so many superstars to watch, so many theme songs to listen to, so many title belts to have been won, lost, and they've toured the entire United States, they toured the entire world providing us with entertainment. So courtesy of the Aftermath show, Arda O'Cal, I'll give him a little rub, has produced and generated a great, great statistical, or you could say, uh, statistical anomaly, a statistical graph of Monday Night Raw facts. And it kind of fits our former themes here at Beyond the Belt of the facts and stats of certain events, like the Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, and such. So, I want to go back and just relive some of the stats and facts of Monday Night Raw as the pre-show continues on here at SNSRadioNetwork.com. The top Raw-hosted cities, of course, New York City, New York. Leads the pack with 40. Tremendous. 40 amount of top Raw-hosted cities. Uh, shockingly enough, that Poughkeepsie, New York, is way up there. Atlanta, surprisingly on the list. Anaheim, California. Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The home of ECW has hosted Monday Night Raw a tremendous amount of times. Boston, Massachusetts, Cleveland, Ohio are tied. Chicago, Illinois, such a hotbed for for professional wrestling. And we saw Monday Night Raw take place multiple times there, especially with WWE Champion CM Punk at the helm. 
Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, San Antonio, Texas, Washington, D.C. At least 8 million members of the WWE, WWE Universe. At least 8 million members of the WWE Universe have attended a Raw event. Such a great statistic. Art Cal, thank you so much for that. Titles defended on Monday Night Raw. Leading the pack is the Tag Team Championship at 83. Right behind it is the Intercontinental Championship at 65. The WWE Championship at 52. And then coming up in the rear, the US title at 28. And then the World Heavyweight Championship at 18. I think the World Heavyweight title more so is the bottom of the pack because it was a fairly new title for the WWE as they reinvigorated it uh, during the brand split. And then it wasn't too wasn't long-lived on Raw as it was moved to SmackDown with Batista as champion. Match types on Raw. The number one, a triple threat match. 78 triple threat match in the history of Monday Night Raw. Battle Royals are in second place with 64. Right behind them are steel cage matches. And then follow up our Fatal 4-Ways, Lumberjack matches, and then we have Falls Count Anywhere matches. Surprisingly, there were 20 Falls Count Anywhere contests on Raw. Let's not forget Tables matches. Then you had the very few, the First Blood matches. Only four of those. Flag matches and Casket matches, four of those as well. And only two Iron Man matches in Raw history. A WWE superstar has had more than one match on Raw at least 75 times. What a great stat that is. Superstars with the most Raw matches. Courtesy of Otto Ocala and Aftermath Radio, Triple H leads the pack at 374. Behind him is Chris Jericho at 359. Kane at 347. John Cena at 298. Creeping up. Watch out, Triple H. Randy Orton right behind him at 290. The former... World Heavyweight Champion, the WWE Hall of Famer, the Rated R Superstar Edge, 277. The Big Show, surprisingly, 246 matches on Raw. Jeff Hardy, Christian, and Shawn Michaels come right below Big Show. The Rock, 200 matches on Raw. And then we skip down to The Undertaker at 159 episodes or matches taking place on Monday Night Raw history. Thank you, Arter O'Cal. You can listen to them on thescore.com forward slash aftermath. And you can reach Arter O'Cal on Twitter at Arta underscore O'Cal O-C-A-L. Thank you, Aftermath Radio and Arter O'Cal for those great stats. Now let's preview what we could expect for tonight's 1,000th edition. D-Generation X reunites. Supposedly, we believe it's going to be the reunited DX the newer version of DX, Shawn Michaels and Triple H. But I have a feeling we're going to see another reunited version of DX, the second version. I think we're going to see X-Pac tonight, Badass Billy Gunn, and the Road Dog Jesse James. DX reunited together and quite possibly linking to the Brock Lesnar storyline. I think we're going to see maybe Brock take out Shawn Michaels or other members of DX to kind of tie into the Triple H-Brock Lesnar match, which we're all anticipating for SummerSlam. The general manager is supposed to be decided. They haven't mentioned it in the past week or so, but supposedly via the website they showed an image of it. We're supposed to find out the new SmackDown and Raw GM. Who knows who maybe John Laurinaitis may come back. Quite frankly, Mick Foley may be put in the role. You can see Teddy Long back on SmackDown. We could see very well John Laurinaitis returning or a new brand new name taking over the GM spot. Daniel Bryan and AJ. A lot of people have said they'd like to see the wedding take place a couple weeks from now, kind of build up so we have a theme to a three-hour Raw. I think that will happen. 
something's gonna happen tonight to stop the wedding from taking place, someone interrupting, and we will see a future wedding between AJ and Daniel Bryan in the coming weeks of these three-hour Raws. The Intercontinental title will be on the line. Christian defends his title based upon the fans' choice on WWE.com. I think we may, may see the return of a legend maybe taking the role and filling in. Maybe the Honky Tonk Man will return to take on Christian to become once again the greatest Intercontinental Champion of all time. Or it could be a returning Wade Barrett finding a role for him defeating Christian for the Intercontinental title. Either way, I'm glad the IC title will be defended on such a prestigious and anticipated show. The People's Champion, The Rock, returns tonight in St. Louis, Missouri. The Rock's goal, I think he will announce his entrance into the Royal Rumble. Tons of legends are supposed to be involved. I think we'll see all the legends that destroyed Heath Slater, Vader, Psycho Sid, DDP, Rikishi, Bob Backlund, I think many, many more superstars. And this kind of carries over to the Heath Slater segment. Who will be the ultimate, maybe no pun intended there, or could be the ultimate superstar to come out. A little stunning action may take place and some beer bashing. That's my suggestion or my guess. And then hopefully we'll wrap up the evening with the WWE Championship matchup between CM Punk and John Cena where Cena's cashing in the Money in the Bank. Cena, I think, does not win the title here. Maybe a, a, a change, a swerve here, CM Punk going heel, quite possibly, creating a new storyline angle, or maybe it's finally Cena's turn to switch. I think CM Punk still retains the WWE title. Wrestling fans, the seconds are counting down as we look forward to the 1,000th edition of Monday Night Raw. Fans, enjoy the beginning of a new era in professional wrestling. Three hours of Raw start in just a few seconds. I'll see you this week for Beyond the...